Eagles Entertainment. Hello, Eagles everywhere, and welcome to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro, recovering still from a very difficult 2020 Eagles season. Who would have ever guessed? 4, 11, and 1. But that is reality, and the Eagles now, in this offseason, begin their plan to build for 2021. And in this first Eagles Insider podcast that kicks off the offseason, we're going to hear from Mike Quick, the Eagles radio analyst and Eagles Hall of Famer, who goes position by position and really breaks down this team and offers suggestions on what the Eagles might do moving forward. Wait to hear what he has to say about the Eagles wide receiver core. Who does he like? Who does he maybe not like as much? We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, earlier in the week, Executive Vice President and Eagles General Manager Howie Roseman, along with Doug Peterson, held a joint virtual press conference wrapping things up for 2020 and looking ahead to next year. We're going to hear from Roseman here. We had not heard from Howie since the team put together the 53-man roster back in September. So it's been a while, and he's gone through a lot of things here to get this season off and running and ultimately the Eagles finishing in fourth place in the NFC East and nobody happy. So Roseman knows there is a lot of work to do among the questions he was asked and the answers that he gave. The first, the most obvious, the big story in the offseason, what are the Eagles going to do at quarterback? Roseman talks about Carson Wentz, who just finished his fifth season and enters the four-year contract extension phase of his second deal with the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's Howie Roseman on Carson Wentz. I think one with every position on this team, it's so fresh right now. It's so raw, um, incredibly disappointing. Even kind of when we thought about how the season would go, I can't tell you there was any situation where we felt like we'd be where we are today sitting here. So um, we have to come back and look at it with fresh eyes. We're going to spend the week uh, evaluating our, our players with our coaches, with our personnel staff, with our front office. Um, we do that in every level. Like we, we talk to the trainer about how they're interacting, our strength coaches, our performance coaches, PR, security, everywhere. And we just have to do a deep dive on every position. Um, in terms of Carson, uh, I don't think it's a secret that uh, we moved up for him because of what we thought about him as a person, as a player. We gave him that extension because of the same things. And so um, when you have players like that, they're like fingers on your hands. Um, you know, you can't even imagine that they're not part of you, that they're not here. And, um, you know, that's, that's how we feel about Carson. Roseman was also asked about the state of the roster specifically among the age group of players, oh, 26 or 27, kind of right around the prime for most players in the NFL. Here is what Roseman had to say about the overall picture with the Eagles roster. Uh, I feel like we did whatever we had to do to try to win a championship in, in 2017. And when I look at the rosters in 2017, 2018, and 2019, I think objectively those those were really good rosters. You know, um, obviously 2017 had a lot of success. 2018, 15 yards from the championship game. And, you know, I know when, when Joe left to become the GM of the Jets, he even felt like our roster last year w- – was as good as those two rosters, maybe even better. But clearly, we're not the same roster right now. And, 
You know, we've spent a lot of time here in the last couple of weeks when the season wasn't going the right way about studying teams like ours that uh, maybe have had some success, maybe even won a Super Bowl and um, then had a down year and what happened and even other sports. And a lot of times, as much as we didn't want to do it in the offseason, I think that uh, we got to look objectively at it and we did do it is you hang on to those teams. And um, we had this off-season plan, and I think it was a, a good plan, and I think we pivoted a little bit uh, because of the pandemic. Not that that's a, an excuse, because it's not, but I think we pivoted a little bit, and uh, we kind of knew in our gut last year sitting here that it was the right thing to do to turn over the team and get more picks and get more young players, and um, I don't think we went full-fledged in that, and, and that's my responsibility. What kind of job has Roseman done? evaluating himself here's what howie had to say well we're a 4 11 and 1 roster so i mean you are what your record says you are but um the three years before we had won 35 games um we have a lot of players who are on this team some of them older that are drafted by our organization drafted by the people in this building that are going to end up going to the eagles hall of fame that doesn't mean that we haven't missed on some picks and I would just say, you know, if there's a guy that's playing really well that um, we were looking at in the draft or decided to go in a different direction, I mean, those things hurt. Those things are punches to your gut. And um, I think we have exceptional people in this building. You know, I know sometimes, and it's my responsibility to sit up here, but, um, you know, we're, we're a group. Uh, we have a really good staff. We have really good people in this building, people that we spent a lot of time trying to recruit to come to Philadelphia and help us. Uh, you know, the last two GMs hired in the National Football League were from this organization, which I think s- says a lot about this organization. And um, we've built winning teams before, uh, and that's our job to continue to do that, and that's what we'll do here. The Eagles, of course, last spring used their first-round draft pick on Jalen Rager, a wide receiver from TCU who they felt would fit into the Eagles' system. One pick later, the Minnesota Vikings selected Justin Jefferson, who set an NFL record for most receiving yards by a rookie wide receiver. The selection of Rager was the Eagles' second pick in a very high manner at the wide receiver position. A year earlier, the Eagles had selected J.J. Ortega-Whiteside in round number two. Ortega-Whiteside has not been productive in his first two NFL seasons, and Rager's numbers obviously paled in comparison to Jefferson's. So how does Roseman explain those decisions? Well, he addressed it very directly. Well, I'd say, one, obviously the guy you're talking about has had a phenomenal year. And, um, you know, it's not like our head's in the sand and we don't see that and we didn't spend a lot of time on that guy. And um, obviously I think when you talk to other GMs in this league, you know, um, if everyone knew what those guys were going to do, they wouldn't even be – close to the pick that we're at and uh, there are other receivers taken you know we went into the draft trying to find the right guys for our team and in terms of what we thought we needed um, to have a better offense that's with a lot of discussion with our scouts with our coaches Um, you know there's definitely a lot of opinions on this draft class and this receiver class for sure Um, I would also say um, Jalen is a very young player, just turned 22. Um, he missed a bunch of games with injuries. He didn't really have durability issues in college. And sometimes those things over a period of time, you know, they play out. Um, you know, I think about it this morning. I was just thinking about our 2010 draft and 
um, how it went with BG and the guys that maybe uh, started their career fresh. And again, like I, I'm not saying that uh, one guy's going to end up being better than the other at the end of their career. Um, but sometimes guys, it hits later than others for those guys. And, um, you know, we're, we're counting on, on both those guys to take a big step in the offseason. JJ, too. I was happy JJ got an opportunity yesterday. But, um, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, we're not sitting here and not watching that and not seeing that and, and not going through it of, you know, what made us make that decision when we looked at all those guys. And, you know, sometimes also you see it, and, and uh, we talk about this all the time. You know, it's, sometimes there's medical grades. I'm not saying in this particular situation in, in the first round, but sometimes there's medical grades, and sometimes guys are off our board, and uh, it's just the nature of this business. And so that is the best of what Howie Roseman had to say when he met the media on Monday. Now let's turn it over to my good friend Mike Quick as we go position by position for the 2020 Philadelphia Eagles and think about what it might look like in 2021. Mike Quick, we've had a few days here to clear our minds from the 2020 season. What do you take away? What, kind of, what do you point to that says, hey, man, th this is why the Eagles finished 4 11 and 1? Well, I think there are a number of reasons, and you have to begin with, I think, the injuries. Although all teams had injuries, um, I think this team played with more injured players or replacement players, backup players, than any other team in football. And I, I think it really begins there. Um, and, Dave, I don't think this was a well-disciplined team. They proved that throughout the season, that they just didn't play with enough discipline um, week after week to win ball games. They made too many mistakes that were unforced errors that hurt themselves. And I would start with those two areas. The fact that they hurt themselves too many times and they had well they have way too many injuries. Well then that would point back to practicing more in a more disciplined manner and it would point to yes. just getting healthy. Are are those, if the Eagles do that, are they back in the game in the NFC? Well, I think they have to, yeah, first of all, if you have to be fortunate enough to stay healthy. You know, you look at the past season when they had a lot of success, well, they, had, they were fortunate in having a lot of healthy bodies. Uh, that's the first thing. And then with the talent that you have, shaping that talent the right way. And I think to do that, uh, there's going to have to be some shakeup in the coaching staff. Um, already the defensive coordinator is gone, so uh, how do you – you know, reshape that, that defense and that, that whole coaching staff on that side of the ball. And I do believe that Doug needs better support um, on the offensive side of the ball. It's, you know, head coach, offense coordinator, play caller, um, that's a, a lot of hats to wear. But if you've got the right support around you, uh, you can handle that. But he really needs better support around him, I believe. Well, we'll see how all that shakes out. We've got a lot of time. To see how it all goes down, Mike, uh, let's talk about some specific positions. We'll save the best one for last. Um, offensive line uh, is simply Lane Johnson, Andre Dillard, Brandon Brooks. They come back healthy. Is this a plug-and-play? This line is back to being among the best in the NFL? I believe so. You know, Brandon Brooks, you know, if he comes back and he's healthy, still has to be one of the best uh, guards in football. Lane can certainly play. Um, I don't know what we're going to get from Andre Dillard, uh, but Jordan Mailata has shown you that he can really be a, a, a heck of a player in this league. 
but you, you look at the experience that a Nate Herbig got this year, uh, Jack Driscoll. Dave, I think you can go eight deep with really talented offensive linemen. Um, and based on the experience that some of these young guys got this, uh, this season uh, and the healthy guys coming back from, from injury, you can be really talented at the offensive line. So that doesn't concern me very much. Oh, that just means to me so much. That, that means the offense takes a huge step forward if the offensive line plays at a high yes. level. Mike, wide receiver, you know, at one point during the year, I was, I was thinking, wow, Travis Fulgham's the real deal, and then Rager's going to come along, and all of a sudden the Eagles have kind of seamlessly gone from an older group with Alshon and Deshaun to a younger group, and this is great. Now I'm not so sure because I don't know what Fulgham is. I'm not sure about Rager. I don't know about Hightower. Is Quez Watkins any good? I mean, what do you make of the group of wide receivers? We don't know if Alshon and Deshaun will be back, but it, it might be very difficult for them to come back. What do you see a wide receiver? Unproven. I mean, everything that you said right there, just it, it's, it's amazing that they're, it's an unproven bunch. A lot of young guys, a lot of talent, I must say. I, I think that all of these guys have talent, but uh, until you've done it, we don't know if you can do it. And potential is one thing, but you have um, experienced guys like Deshaun and Alshon, and I don't know if they're going to be here, not my call. Um, but I, I think that guys like that could still teach the young guys some things. But when you look at both of those guys, their injury history and their production over the last couple of years, it's not likely that they're going to be in the Eagles green. So with this young receiving core, there's a a lot to look forward to, but then there are, there are lots of questions with the young receiving core. You know, Fulgham, Fulgham's really interesting to me. He did a, a a media thing with reporters end of the year before the last game, and he said, hey, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, and what I'm doing is, is what I've always done. And it made me think, well, this guy's been cut twice, and he um, went from like this four-game peak, and now he's not getting much playing time wouldn't you want to do something different and figure out what you're not doing right? Like, I, I, it's, I don't know about Fulgham. Like, what, what do you think, Mike? You've been in that position. How do you explain the well, drop-off, and how does he get better? Well, I think that's the wrong approach, first of all. I, I think he has to approach this thing as, you know, every day I want to try to get better, not that I've, I'm going to do the same things that I've been doing because you're exactly right. The same things that you've been doing, obviously, are not good enough. He needs to take a different approach. And um, I think he has talent. I don't think he's ever going to be a top receiver. But I think in terms of having a, a possession guy and a guy who can go up and, and win the 50-50 ball, I think that he's a good – he's potentially a good guy for that type of role. But he's never going to be a guy that a defense is going to really fear, and you have to game plan your defense around a guy like that. Unlike, say, Deshaun Jackson, when he's on the field, you have to pay attention to where he is and what he's doing when he's healthy. Would you th think that Rager has that more high-ceiling ability? Yeah, I do. I, I think he has a high-ceiling. I think he has the potential to be really good. I think he has to be groomed the right way. He has to be tutored the right way. Um, and he has to be willing to accept that. You know, I, I know he's, he's talented. He's had success uh, in college. He's very confident. 
and sometimes when you're when you're confident to that extent, you don't always uh, take to coaching the way you should. I think if he's coached the right way, he could turn that potential into a really successful NFL career. Mike, is a is there any thought that in year three, JJ Ortega Whiteside blossoms, and then B, what do you think about Hightower and, and Watkins? Hightower, lots of potential, lots of talent. Um, he has the mature, though, Dave. That's the thing that I, I'm concerned about with Hightower. The skills are there, but until, until he matures, it's hard to count on him, I think. I think when you're a coaching staff, you got to realize who you have in your room. And if you, can, if, if, if you can count on the guy to do the simple things, then you'll be able to count on him later on when, when times get tough. And when he matures, um, he, he'll be that. But I don't know if he's to that point yet. Quez Watkins, I think, is going to be really good. If they like guys that you can do all the gadgets with, the jet sweeps and, and a lot of the things that Doug likes to do, with the gadget type guys, I think Quiz Watkins is a, a is going to be a perfect fit for that. I'm not sure what's going to happen happen with JJ Ortega Whiteside. Um, quite honestly, um, I don't know if he's going to be the guy that they want him to be. I know what they said that he could be when he came out of Stanford. I haven't seen that in him yet. Mike, at running back, we know Miles Sanders is very talented. He's had some injuries. I thought that they could have gotten more from the from the second and third running backs. I think Boston did some nice things, but Corey Clement really not productive. Huntley, we didn't see much of him. Is that an area the Eagles need to address? No question. I think Miles Sanders can be a home run type of player, but you still you need a guy who can thump between the tackles. Uh, you need that change of pace guy. Miles can do a lot of things. Miles, I think, can be better in the passing game than he was this season because we saw that in his rookie campaign. Um, but Miles is a guy that you definitely wanted to continue to add to his plate. But at the same time, you've got to get that second and that third running back ready and the guy that can, can spell Miles from time to time, give him a break and a guy who can push the pile and run between the tackles. Mike, I think we agree that tight end with Dallas and with Zach, we don't know what's going to happen with Zach, but certainly either way, the Eagles seem to be in, in good position there. Agreed with me on that one at tight end? Oh, yeah, I do. And even okay. even you go go three deep and you go to Richard Rodgers, I was impressed with the things that he added when, when Zach Hurts went out this season and they had to play a lot more Richard Rodgers. I was impressed because Rodgers can – be an inline blocker as well as a decent receiver. So, yeah, that position I'm I'm pretty comfortable with, and I know they'll make some decisions there. But even in the decisions that they'll have to make there, even if they're tough decisions, I think that position is going to be pretty solid going forward. And then, Mike, just as a group, the defense. I mean, look, I I think we all look at it and say, Brandon Graham had one sack in the last, you know, sack and a half in the last seven games, eight games. Fletcher Cox, all pro, but getting up there in age, beat up. And then, really, Darius Slay, you've got one cornerback. And then, honestly, what else do you have on defense? I mean, and maybe Josh Sweat. Um, I look at the defense and I go, and maybe Javon Hargrave, for sure. So you're, you're okay at D-line, maybe, but you need depth, and then you need everything else. Is that how you see the defense? 
I see the defense needing almost a complete overhaul. Um, the team hasn't drafted uh, defensively for a while, not, a, not an emphasis on the defense. And I think that there needs to be that. There needs to be a, a real effort to bolster the defensive line because that's where it all begins and pass rushes. But on the back end, this team certainly needs some help at the safety position as well as the cornerback position. I know that linebacker is not a big thing for them. And I do believe that you can find serviceable linebackers that can get it done. Uh, I think Alex Singleton is a really good fit going forward. Um, but the defense in, in general, I think the defense needs, needs to be fixed. Yeah, a lot of work to do in the offseason. And finally, Mike, okay, Eagles sitting there at number six. Do you rule out any position at all? Not at all. I don't rule out any, not any one position. I think, you know, the best rated guy that they have on their board at that time at number six, that should be the guy. Now, I do, I will say this. If it's an offensive lineman, I wouldn't be so quick to go offensive lineman just because of what I see in the guys that they have, the guys that I spoke of earlier. But almost any other position, I would say, should be game on. And that leaves us with the one final position, the quarterback position. Any thoughts on how this is going to play out or how you would like to see it play out? Dave, I like competition. And it may not be the best thing that that suits – Either one of the quarterbacks, I don't know. Um, but I like competition. I don't like you know, that a guy has the position and that's his position and, and nothing comes in the way of that. There's a period behind it. I, I like the competition. And for me, if you have these two guys competing, uh, Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts competing against one another, it's only going to make the other guy a little bit better if that guy is truly what you want. Now, if that guy is not in for the competition – then he may not be what you want anyways. I think I read you loud and clear. Mike Quick, thank you so much. I know you've got you're, – you're, you're counting the days down until you can play golf again. That's coming really soon. <laughs> because I will, <laughs> not in, I will not in New Jersey. Find, I will go – no, I will go and find warm weather. I love it. Hey, Mike, thanks so much. Thanks for all your help this year. It was really great. All right, Dave. Anytime. You know it. Stay healthy. Take care. Thank you. And that will do it for this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I want to thank all of you for joining me here. If you have a moment to give us a little rating, we've got a link for you in your details section of your podcast library. Thanks to Peter Kelly and Ray Doyle for putting this all together. We're going to be back next week with more of the Eagles Insider Podcast. Never sleeps as the 2021 offseason begins for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day, and fly, Eagles, fly.